Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Future Cast, episode sixty-one. The NFL draft is very, very near. Just a just a couple more days, and we're going to be in Kansas City. Alex Dunlap, right here from Roster Watch at Roster Watch on Twitter. Alex and I will be in the flesh in just a few short <laughs> days. Alex, how you been? You've been down at Texas spring practices. You've been doing the whole damn thing at Orange Bloods. How you been this spring? Oh man, good, good. Uh, happy to happy the draft's finally here, man. Like, not, not that I'm tired of talking about it, but it's like, man, it's a flat circle. You can talk yourself in all kinds of stuff through the process, and by the end, you just kind of get back to where you started a whole lot of the time with a lot of these guys. But yeah, dude, excited to you know be our second year doing the whole player profiler house, you know, draft party. Man, it's gonna be a ton of fun. Been looking forward to that and seeing everybody out there. So. Yeah, dude, it's, it's it's that time of year. We're going to have mock drafts we need to get out and huddle report stuff and uh, all the kind of get all our final takes and everything like that. So it's a busy time, busy time. All all of my neighbors, they come over, you know, I, I see my neighbors all the time and they they ask me, they say, what the hell are you so busy? Like, why are you so busy right now? There's not, there's not even football. I'm like, bullshit, man. We do spring football in college. You got the you got the high school recruiting camps. And also now just the, you know, cramming for the draft and, and getting ready for it, man. Cody, you know very well that this is like a Super Bowl for sickos like us. This is what, this is what I was just going to say was you're talking about the flat circle. It's like the last three months. I mean, it started, was it now, three months ago to this week that we were at in, in uh, mobile for the senior bowl. And that's kind of is the kind of kickoff of the draft. And it's like, now we're here and it's just like three months of continual, you know, just beating the drum for these certain guys or against these guys, or, or, you know, just trying to find the, the deep guys in the class or starting out being against or, or starting out being against them. And then, it, and, and then you in. end up beating the drum for them. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a good point yeah. as well. I definitely know. got a couple guys I've, I've come around on and a couple guys, that I've done the opposite on too, where I started, I was like, damn. And now it's like fucking wide receiver 18. What the fuck? But that's <laughs> <laughs> it, just how it goes. Right. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the beauty, beauty of the process. Um, but I do like what you brought up about like talking to your neighbors. Cause I, I had the same thing. I got a buddy that is uh, going to green Bay school right now. And he comes up from North Carolina and he's like, what, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Like, let's go, let's go have a beer. Let's go do something. I'm like, bro, the fucking NFL draft is coming. He's like, NFL is not for eight months. And I'm like, no, it's like 
doesn't end. It's the whole year. It's 12 months a year, dude. There's no slowing down. So, um, yeah, you just got to keep on grinding through. But on top of the NFL, you're down there at the Texas spring spring game, spring practices, like I mentioned. Arch Manning, Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy, Jonte Cook, just some names uh, that we need to be looking for the next couple years. You got one player, one player that had a good week of practice that you can name drop? A good, a good like, fit. I mean, it's been since spring break, before spring break, so it's been more than a week. It's been, you know, better part of, you know, they get 15 practices for, for spring. Um, I was just talking about guys for Dynasty and stuff, maybe just deep Debbie yeah, sort just, of players. Just, just name drop one guy. I mean, this, this is like the Roshan thing, right? Like, we talked about Roshan like a year yeah. and a half ago. Who is oh, is there yeah. one guy that had a really good practice? Like obviously everybody knows Worthy and Jonte. Did either of those guys shine the most, or was there somebody else that we should be thinking about? No, I, I think it's Ad Mitchell, the transfer in from Georgia. He, I mean, he's yeah, the guy yeah. that impressed me most through all of camp, as you know very well, um, Cody. We've talked to a couple of different scouts during the process as we've been traveling to the combine and um, to the Senior Bowl and you know the Shrine Game, all the stuff that we do and. You know, there have been two different scouts who've talked to me that have said, you know, hey, man, that like Texas just snatched Georgia's best wide receiver. You know, that guy was set to be the next George Pickens. And yep. he certainly through the certainly through um, all of spring camp, he looked to me like he was the alpha in a group that even included Xavier Worthy, who's looking a lot better now that he, he's gotten over that broken hand from last year. So, yeah, my guy would be A.D. Mitchell. I mean, A.D. Mitchell might, I think he's, uh, think he's, only gonna let's see so he is is 80 is 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 he a a junior i think he's he's i think his classification is technically a junior after the transfer so but regardless is he a sophomore he's got two years down he finished two years at georgia yeah so i think he'll only be at texas for one year you know that's the kind of the buzz around there so ad mitchell would be the guy that i'd that i'd I always get mixed up with what you call them these days because everybody still has the COVID. Like you still have the COVID year stuff. Like it's it's kind of hard to hard to know classifications. But yeah, I mean he's the kind of guy who 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 might only be at Texas for one more season. That's big though because uh, remember Isaiah Nair came in. He was a transfer that came in last year. It's gonna be hard for Nair to get that job from AD. <laughs> I was gonna say there's hard. a lot of dudes down there yeah. now. Jonte's yeah, in there. I saw a couple splash plays from him. Obviously Xavier Worthy. Like there's just a lot of talent now in that wide receiver room at Texas. It feels like. And of course you got the quarterback and you got the tight end Jadavian Sanders. So should be a good uh, good season for good old Texas down there. Ad AD or Adonai Mitchell, six four one ninety at a four hundred yard season with with four touchdowns at Georgia as a freshman, but. But that's 2024. That's 2025. We're here to finish the conversation on the 2023 NFL draft class at the wide receiver position. Last year, we had a lot of discussion between Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and we're going to get right into that right now. I think we have a deep one. The deep depths of this wide receiver class, I think, were the the the, the kind of where you where you're going to make your money, especially in fantasy. But first, we got to take a listen to one of our sponsors. This one just happens to be the Breakout Finder. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. 
Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Oh, hey, it's a Mr. Breakout Finder coming at you. The Breakout Finder features three key tools, a database of metrics that includes speed score, college dominator, breakout age, but also breakout finder only stats like dynamic score, level of competition, teammate score. All of these things are part of the overall breakout finder algorithm that pinpoints the probability that a player will break out. Everyone's talking about my model does this and my model does that. Well, we give you the data points that go into the model. We have a feature that lets you compare players and then we give you the precise probability of every wide receiver, every running back, sorted and filterable by class year. So when I'm talking to my friends and I need to show them why I'm so bullish on Player X, I pull out the breakout finder and bam, there he is. So go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's five bucks to get the breakout finder and then a couple extra bucks to get some of these additional enhanced stats. Go download it and thank me later. All right, let's get into it. Last year we had, again, like I said, way too many conversations about Olave and Wilson, and they ended up both being major hits in the NFL grand scheme. Have you finished your wide receiver evals for the year? And if so, is there anybody in the ballpark of Olave and Wilson from last year for you? Well, yes and yes. Uh, I mean, (laughs) because because last year the fly in the ointment with the whole Olave Garrett Wilson thing with us was was like who's who's this jsn guy who's this guy why does he have more receptions and more yards than either one of them um yeah like i said like you mentioned cody you and i talked i mean going back to the senior bowl we sit in the hotel or the airbnb and it was the same at the at the combine we were you know where it was just going back and forth is it it, it, it was never a question like you know drake london never entered the conversation um you know some other other player, Jamison Williams, never entered the conversation. You know, it was always for us whether it was Garrett Wilson or whether it was Chris Olave who was who was number one. So, in watching so much of that film and just pouring over it and pouring over it and pouring over it, it's just like you put the pen down and you say, "Well, we we come back next year and Jackson Smith and Jigba is the wide receiver one." You know, I, you know, no matter what happens between now and then, it's you know these are two really really good prospects, and this guy looks just every bit as good at them. Looks like an alpha in certain ways. Um, there was even at the time, you know, they would be interviewed and they say who's who's better between the two of you guys you, you get so much of that shit during draft season and they'd say like you know i you know i think jackson's best you know like heart hardline says he thinks jackson might be best so um to me that's been pretty easy and it's been it's been backed up every every step of the process even whenever at the combine it looked like it was going to be bad when when we reported he wasn't going to run the 40 everybody comes after after us saying you know he's that's because he, he's a four six guy ends up running a fast enough 40, just completely dominates and nukes the agility drills. Um, from everything I've heard, does has done well in all of his uh, interviews. So I think, the, yeah, JSN, but he's the only one. After that, it becomes yeah. 
it, it becomes it becomes really really tough to i think it's more of a something about kind of you know what flavor these teams are going to be looking for w- when they make their selections right and that's the conversation that you know we had with a couple of people at the nfl combine was you know there's no true alpha in this class and that's just kind of what you're dealing with here where jackson the speed did come in kind of in a good area four five two at the pro day uh we extrapolated up to four five seven of course but you're looking at a guy that played i think it was over approximately 88.6% of his time in the slot, according to Sports Illustrated here. I don't know if that number's uh, from PFF or where it's from, but 88% of his time in the slot. Like, that's not an alpha. Alphas don't generally play in the slot. We've seen it from Cooper Cup and a couple of guys like this, um, and we've also seen guys transition to the outside, like Justin Jefferson. But I think in Jigba, I'd agree with you, clear-cut number one guy in this class. And when I look at the last three classes – uh, Jamar Chase, number one, Jackson, two, and Olave, three, my grades, and then Bateman, four, Garrett Wilson, five. Um, do you think, you know, it, do you think he's closer to a, to the Olave Wilson conversation, or do you think he's closer to a Jamar Chase? Do you think he has no. the Chase, the Jefferson range of outcomes in him? No, I will. I mean, I think that I think that the upside, the the ultimate bull case for him would be Justin Jefferson because Justin Jefferson didn't we have the same worries about him? Yeah, I mean, yep. people were just like, you know, he only he only he only plays in the slot. Like, can he can 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 he be useful elsewhere? Um, all the rest of it. So I I think you know it comes from another storied program with good quarterback you know, good quarterback play during his time there and played alongside super, super alpha teammates. Um, there's a lot of, I, I, dude, I feel like there's a lot of things about Jackson Smith and Jigba you can look at and draw comparisons to Justin Jefferson. They're kind of, I mean, their size is similar. Um, I, and you know, the thing I think about, you say, you know, people talk about him not being an alpha and that he only plays in the slot. There's a lot of reasons why you would think that, maybe it shouldn't be as worrisome because you think about guys in the slot. What do you worry about? Okay. Well, they can't get, you know, you're worried about whether they can get off press. You worry about how they can, um, how they can handle themselves versus man coverage with a little bit less space. Are they just these guys that can find the soft spots in the zones and how are they going to do with these, these, these contested catches whenever out of the slot, we know what they do. You see, I mean, it's the Cooper cup. Like it's the hack. You scheme these guys open, right? Um, with Jackson Smith and Jigba, if you just look at PFF and some of these other things, uh, in 2021, his quarterbacks had a 157.3, uh, passer rating when targeting him versus man, which was second best among all CFP qualifiers. Um, as far as his yards per out run in 2021, it was 4.01, which was the best in the sport. But then there was also (laughs) this stuff where it was like, um, his, his, his contested catch rate was also absolutely elite his i mean his he had insane target efficiency 8.3 yards after catch per reception in in, in 2021 he was a he's a hard hard guy to bring down elite contested catch stuff technically even though he was even though he was targeted more um versus zone the passer rating against man is actually better than the passer rating against zone i mean there 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 are a lot of confounding um um uh, analytics and a lot of uh um nuance to his profile that would lead you to believe it's like well you know maybe he can move outside like a guy like justin jefferson with that being said i don't put him on the gym i think that i'm kind of like you to me it'd be like jamar chase justin jefferson and then i feel like jackson smith and jigba's in a in a sort of in a bucket with chris olave garrett wilson 
I know you probably won't have AJ Brown in that bucket. I would have had AJ Brown in that bucket. Um, that kind of prospect. I like that. I like that. I like the area. I don't think he has that 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 Chase Jefferson output either. But I do think he's a little bit of a head of the the Wilsons and the Olaves. Now, when you're talking about fantasy rookie drafts, how do you attack wide receiver? Is it automatic that you would take a running back? You know, so I just trade parts? out of this shit. I trade out. <laughs> you just trade not, out. Just trade not, out. Not, not at the very beginning, man. But I found myself trying to like. I mean, I I I'm in one super flex draft where I have the I have the I was I finished in second place last year, and so I had the one the one eleven, and I, but, but man, by the time it got to me, I'm just like I'm here. I'm going to like the Tyreek Hill owner, and I'm like, dude, yeah. Tyreek said he's gonna retire after this contract. Like, just give him to me for one eleven. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, but you got the, that uh, done deal. What? You got that deal done? No, no. But I oh, but okay. I'm just telling you, like that's the kind yeah. of these are the kinds of things I'm just trying when I'm on the clock. But so yeah. so I I think it's tough to deal with because at because are we talking in the context of a super flex tight end premium? Or are we talking in the context of a traditional one quarterback dynasty league? Well, well, well the, the the base of the question was more so like how do you attack the receivers? Like, are you going to go out and get them if you if you need them, or are you more of a guy that's going to kind of fade receiver and, and and attack running back? And like in these rookie drafts, do you care about? drafting receivers or are you going to just kind of try to trade out like you mentioned it's just a general question as far as like all fantasy drafts yeah um and 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 in with this class specifically like are you going to be trying to get these guys that are in the higher end the top end conversation like the addison flowers and jsn's or would you rather kind of back off and maybe get the running backs in the fourth fifth round is what's, what's kind of your just your, your strategy i guess in short uh for these rookie drafts this year well, it'll be using my it'll be using my rookie draft cheat sheet at roster watch for sure. But I, I think that like at the beginning of these drafts, once Bijan's off the board, I, I'll, I'll I'll go with JSN next. Then after that, I'll probably go with Jameer Gibbs um, at that point in time. And then I I just I just to me after. I don't see that big of a difference between Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers. I think Quentin Johnson's going to end up going earlier than most people expect. So, you know, you get to those guys, and what that's when I'm just like, man, well, I'm probably taking Zach Charbonnet here. You know, I feel like after Charbonnet, there's a small bit of a drop-off to some guys we really like, like the Roshan Johnsons, the Kendra Millers, these type of guys. That's just for me. I know within you know, the staff that we have at Roster Watch, Byron has Kendra Miller ranked as running back two, you know, um, Trashman has Charbonnet ranked as running back two. So, you know, some of these guys are higher or maybe lower on the others than me in our cumulative rankings. But, you know, for me personally, um, I'm not going to be, lo- I'm going to start looking at the wide receivers in the uh, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. Maybe, it, I mean, and it, it's just like Quentin Johnston. Then after that, you start getting to this guy, guys like Josh Downs and stuff like that. At which point, you know, I'm looking back over to running back, and I'm going to just go ahead and take my shot at the Roshan Johnson, take my shot at the Kendra Miller, these kinds of players. I'm not going to be looking at these um, Josh Downs, Marvin Mims, Jalen Hyatt, yeah, these types of guys until I'm having to kind of pick running backs off the board like, you know, Izzy Abanacanda and – uh, you know, Sean Tucker and Ty J Spears and stuff like that. So that's about how we would be attacking it from a cross positional deal in this thing. And, um, but 
I feel like in every year we have a different strategy as we're kind of going through this. So I'm typically not a guy that says like, you know, yo man and dynasty rookie drafts, you got to get the wide receivers because they have the better career arcs. The running backs are easier to pick up, you know, later in drafts. And I, I understand that that's a, that's a good philosophy for me. It's just looking at the players and trying to stack up the board where I think that the value lies. And that's kind of how I see it right now, as far as the guys who are in play there in the first round. And, from there, you just, you know pick off the value as it falls. So that's another thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump on top of this because I was listening to you break that down, and I've been in a ton of mocks. I haven't done any of my real drafts yet, but I've been in a ton of mocks where, you know, at player profiler and not at player profiler, and seeing the difference in ADPs for certain guys, like maybe a Levis. A Levis kind of on player profile will go in the four or five spot, but on other platforms or other companies, he might go seven, eight, nine, ten, and fall all the way down there. Now, if the draft capital comes in and, and land spots are great, you could see that. I change. think it's going to change. <laughs> yes. I, and Levis is picking up some steam, Cody, for all for your brand, brother. The drafts and circle. <laughs> and the other one that's picking up steam is Roshan, who again we've yeah. been talking about for a year and a half. You've probably been talking about for two and a half years. Roshan's a guy where you know where we have him ranked and where we draft him, we'll draft him at the end of round one. We don't give a shit because he's good yeah. and, and we know that. But when you when you're mocking on all these other YouTube channels and all these other people in the space on Twitter and stuff, it's like you can consistently get Roshan 301. And it's like, what is it? Because people like, I don't know. I've seen a bunch of rankings that have him in the teens and in the early, early, you know, after 10, it doesn't make any sense to me again, but I'm just saying uh, from the outside looking in, you need to be like, okay, I need to know my entire league. And I need, I need to kind of have an idea of where uh, my league kind of values the receivers and the running backs. And then you'll know like, okay, I'm not going to spend the seventh pick on Roshan if I can trade back 10 picks. And I know I can probably get him because, I have some kind of unconscious uh, league mates. That, that do you feel like situation. it's the same way? With, do you feel, in in your view, it's it's been the same way with Kendra Miller, hasn't it? Oh, I mean, yes. I mean, oh, you can yes. Uh, he he went in the third round of this industry draft that, or this industry league that I'm in. That's also super flex, tight end premium, but still, man, like I'm sitting there at the three eleven in that thing. And he's still on. I'm just trying my. I'm trying my dick off to just get up to 302, 30, and he just he he, he keeps dropping, man. Um, so Kendra's another guy that's kind of. I mean, guys like A Chain are going off the board way before him. Um, you even see guys that I have a little. I'm a little bit lower on, like you know, may, maybe I'm lower than consensus on Tank Bigsby. But in this draft, like Zach Evans went ahead of Ken, Kendra Miller, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's another one that kind of falls in that Roshan bucket that. I'm fine taking at the end of the first round of even super flex tight end premium, you know, tight end premium, mm-hmm. the, the kind of guy that I'll start looking at whenever, you know, other people might be saying like, well, shit, I'm not really sure how much I like the wide receivers and the, you know, I'm staring down the barrel of a Kendra Miller, Roshan Johnson, you know, Devon, a chain, Tajay Spears, or a Josh downs slash um, Marvin Mims. Or I could just, since this is tight end premium, I could, and, and and all the quarterbacks are going. I could just take Michael Mayer or or Dalton Kincaid. You know, I, I see a lot of people there at the turn start to look at those tight ends and, instead of, you know, swallowing the pill and taking one of these running backs or one of these wide receivers that, that they don't feel quite as good about. Yeah, I I I think Kendra is one of the most interesting ones. I think he has one of the widest ranges of outcomes as far as NFL draft capital goes, and uh, I love him. And I and I and I think there's a, a avenue to. 
you know, if the knee was healthy, healthy, I think we'd be having him in the same conversation kind of we did with Javante a couple of years ago. Um, but the knee, you know, it, it's not a hundred percent right now. You talked to him at TCU and, and we've talked about that many times, but let's talk about wide receivers. Let's, let's discuss a group of these dudes here. And just a reminder to everybody listening that you can get Alex Trashman and Byron's rankings at rosterwatch.com. The link is in the description below, but I want to give you some rapid fire here, Alex. The wide receivers going in round one, uh, I discussed it on the juice uh, last week with Ahan and Shravan. It was at four and a half for wide receivers to go in round one. The last I saw it, I'm hoping this number comes down to three and a half. It is a three. It's a, it's a three and a half on DraftKings. Minus it's already down three and a half. Okay. Minus 115. Yep. Okay. So, and the minus 115 is to go under? No, it's it's just dead even. Minus 115 under, minus 115 over. So, I think they're probably getting even action on both sides. And I can see why. That feels like one of the most efficient markets that I've looked at. I talked about this okay. on our podcast on Roster Watch just you know, a few days ago with Trash Man. And- Let's break this number right here. All right. We'll start with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Just a rapid fire, yes or no, maybe a sentence if you got it. Yes or no, Jackson Smith and Jigba round one? Yes. Josh Downs. No. Zay Flowers. Yes. First or second receiver at the board? Maybe third. Ooh, okay. Jonathan Mingo. Absolutely not. No. Hey, Peter Schrager had him in his mock this last week. It's uh, uh, a yeah. uh, to the New Orleans Saints. I understand. I think it was big, I, I, I understand and, it, and that's not me saying I don't like Jonathan Mingo. I just don't. I think that this is all this is all coming too late in the. This steam is coming too late in the process. It feels to me completely spoon fed by an agent. And the one thing we will say is that we didn't even have these thoughts of him being the best receiver down at the Senior Bowl. It was Reed. It was Tank. Even Rashi looked a little bit better than him. Jordan Addison. Probably. Quinton Johnston. Yes. Cedric Tillman. I don't know. Can Can you tell me what you've seen so much in Tillman? Because the only all 22 that I have on him is from Florida 2021. That's the only one I have. And I believe in that game he had three catches for like 31 yards. It was it was hard to tell much. I mean, I've watched the highlights and stuff like that, but I I don't I don't have as much of the Tennessee um as much of the Tennessee all 22 stuff as you know, I have all the Florida stuff. So yeah. I can, I can watch a lot of the SEC games through that lens and through the, um and through the old miss games, but he was injured for that one. I only saw the, I only saw the, the 2021 game versus Florida as far as the film. So maybe you could tell me, it feels like he's picking up steam. I, I, I haven't been thrilled with the guy through yeah. the process. I understand he's been injured. What's your, what is your thoughts? I'm 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 seriously interested to hear from you because I have seen him in mock drafts. I know Lance Zerline put him at the end of his most recent one. And that feels like another thing we've talked about with like Mingle getting pushed up and Quentin getting pushed down is that Tillman is also a part of that uh growth. And we and we've seen him kind of projected to Kansas City 31 a couple times, even up to the Giants at 25, but then you've also seen him 64 to the to the uh, Chiefs, it's he's just kind of all over the board. Really, it feels like between like that twenty three and sixty, and I don't know. I think he he definitely fits the the mold of a round two guy. Um, but as far as him himself, I kind of have to look at him in the same or or not the same, but close tense to like the Jackson situation. Right, Jackson didn't really play at all in twenty twenty two. 
and Tillman did. Tillman was just banged up the whole year. I think he had an ankle injury throughout. I think he's got a great, great catch radius, but that's also due to his, just his sheer size. I think it's a guy you can you can kind of use down there in the red zone. I think he's strong in and out of breaks. He matched up with Kelly Ringo pound for pound and and kind of dogged him against Georgia both times they matched up. And Kelly Ringo obviously at one point was discussed as a first round guy, and then after the after the combine it kind of got you know steamed down, and now it looks like he's going to be a mid to late second. Um, I think he has his athleticism in motion downfield and at the catch point, which I like. It's kind of fluid. Uh, again, the injury was just a big thing. I comped him to Elshon Jeffrey. Uh, the Senior Bowl 2022 watch list had them as had had Cedric Tillman as their number one wide receiver on the board going into last season, obviously before well, they, the injury. Well, well, they were hoping they were hoping to get him there with Hooker. Yeah. That was the that was with the hope, I'm sure. They like bringing in those combos. And then the 2021 metrics that I looked that I looked at at PFF because obviously 2022 is kind of like a, a dead year kind of, you know, you can you can count that to the JSN thing, the Dontavian Wicks where they just had down seasons after a great year. Uh 91% of his snaps were out wide. That was seventh uh last year. 78.5 PFF receiving grade, which was 22nd. He was 22nd with 2.46 yards per out run uh, in this draft class again. And then he was eighth in receiving yards with over 1,000. He had 1,081. I think he's good. I don't think he's great. Um, but as far as the contested situations, I think he excels better than Quinton does. And I think that's where the conversation – I had this question a little bit further down the board. But when you're looking at these uh, respective guys, John, uh, Quinton Johnston, Jonathan Mingo, Cedric Tillman, and Michael Wilson, I put that I put that tweet up like a couple weeks ago. It, I said, rank these four guys, Johnston, Mingo, Tillman, Michael Wilson. If you're an NFL team, who, who would you rather have? Because at this point, you know, and I'm sitting here staring at it again. We've been staring at it for four months at these guys. And Mingo didn't have the greatest start. Tillman was injured. Michael Wilson had a fantastic senior bowl. And the tape looks good with Michael Wilson. And I think he's going to be a great pro. And Johnston, you know, his highs and lows, you know, I, those are the four guys that I'm very most interested to see how the NFL has them. Because I think there's a world where Tillman and Mingo could both go ahead of Johnston. But I think there's also a world where Johnston goes – there's in not the 20s a like or the or the high teens, and then Mingo and Tillman don't go until like the 40s and 50s, and this is all just smoke this entire conversation. But I also think there's a world where Michael Wilson is the best pro out of this four. Uh, well, th- there's that world, but the other world you talked about, man, that's a that's 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 fantasy land. There's no way <laughs> Tillman and Mingo go ahead of Quentin Johnston. I mean, and that's just it's just that's just like from what that's just from what I'm kind of hearing and stuff. Like yeah. Quentin Johnston, I think is going to go higher than people think. Um, and it kind it's weird to me because through the process I've soured on Quentin Johnston. I didn't like his pro day. I thought his three cone looked miserable. Yeah. I, he didn't run as fast as I thought. His hands were crap. Um, you know, it's he had the two long balls that he just absolutely dropped. He dropped another ball, um, or another two balls that really slapped off his hands. It sounded bad. Cody, you you've been at the last two, you've been at the last two combines for the on field performances, and like I've I've told you. Like one of the things that I notice is just how the ball sounds in that stadium when it when it hits there. You know, when Odell Beckham's out there, that ball just goes like, you know what I mean. When it with with yep. with Quentin Johnston, man, it kind of it's got a real slap to it. It's a yeah. it's it's like his like his hands are not fighting the football away, but it's just um, his hands don't welcome in the football the same way that they don't hoover it in the way that we've seen some of the you know Cooper Cup and Odell and stuff. So. Um, with that said, people like him, and I think that 
like I was talking with Trash Man, um, I think it's so weird that the on Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's got the over under 12.5 for his draft position. That obviously has to do with Houston. You and I have texted about this, about David Mulgetta representing him. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I know David very well. I went to college with him. He's obviously turned into a super agent. Um, but I don't know how much of a persona non grata he is there with the with the with the Texans, whether it's only the we're not dealing with Mulgetta quarterbacks after the Deshaun Watson thing, or whether we're just not dealing with Mulgetta players. At a certain point, you're doing your you're doing your organization a disservice by not doing business with one of the best agents out there that has some of the most guys in the whole league, right? So I think that, but still, uh, I mean, we've seen Nick Casario was there watching every step that Quentin Johnston took during that, during that pro day, Kendra Miller at the combine. One of these kids walked up and asked him, have the, have the Houston Texans, have you met the Houston Texans? And, and, and he goes, yes, I have. They're very interested in Quentin Johnston. <laughs> It's like the first thing he said. So I remember that apparent, one. That apparent, apparently he was, you know, apparently they were in there just that bugging him about Quentin Johnston. So if, if if there's if there's smoke that there will be a wide receiver going to Houston at 12, could it be Quentin Johnston? You know, it's, it's instead of JSN, that's kind of what I've been kind of what I've been playing around with in, in my mind and what I've been thinking about in my mocks. And if that's the case, he would be the first one off the board. And as we talked about on our podcast last week on Roster Watch. Trashman brought it up. He's like, well, if that's the case, I'd bet him at plus plus one thousand to be the mm-hmm. first wide receiver off the board just as a long shot. Um, yep. Uh, I'm I'm not sure that that's the most likely. I, I mean, JSN so much better as far as I'm concerned. But Cody, I mean, dude, let's just not and without naming names or naming where what 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 team they're with. We talked to one guy with an NFL team who had Jordan Addison as his team's number one wide receiver. We talked to one guy with very, very close associations to a lot of NFL teams who said that Jackson Smith and Jigba was definitely not his number one. I'm not going to say he was number one was because that 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 could out him because give, it's, a yeah. pretty, it's a pretty specific player. But with that being said, uh, not every team is going to – like, clearly, not every team is going to have JSN as their number one guy. Um what that means for my evaluation, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit. I, I, like this whole time, it's 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 been it's been JSN or JSN or bust for me, and that's not take lock. That's just me. Last year, having such a hard time with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and then just the fly in the ointment being Jackson Smith and Jigbo. So Addison and Flowers, we could make this one into an hour conversation by itself. We talked about Olave and Wilson last year. This conversation, who I thought included Downs early in the process, has since faded. Downs has. Um, though I do think he's a great route runner. Addison and Flowers, it feels like for the wide receiver two position, that's how I, how I feel and how I see it right now. Addison has a year and a half on Flowers as far as age goes, but Addison did have two big offenses on the East Coast with Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett on the West Coast with Caleb Williams, and he excelled in both, even though some people like to talk shit about that USC season. He still did pretty good. Two first-round quarterbacks. Does that outweigh Flowers' elite pre-draft process? And Addison's lack thereof. Are you on Addison? Are you on Flowers? And it kind of in short, how can you kind of easily balance that line? Do you like both guys? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on both. I I mean, those are yeah. like I said, kind of it's after after those four, JSN, Quentin Johnston, you know, in in, in whatever order you want to have them in after JSN, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. Um, I 
I, there are things that I really like about all of those guys, but yeah, I, I, I tend to, you know, definitely hope that I could get Addison or um, flowers, you know, for me personally and dynasty. And I, I had flowers ranked above Addison for a lot of the reasons that you said, Cody, I mean, he, he ran faster, right? It's four, four, two versus four, four, nine. It's eight. It's a, it's, um, it's five. It's, uh, it's the five nine and one eighty two, which is just so much better of a B, sounding BMI than five eleven yeah. and one seventy three. Yeah, um, there is the age that's on Jordan Addison's side, which is a pretty big deal. We're talking almost two two years difference in in age. Um, with that being said, I when I found when I found myself in the rookie mocks that I, or the, the rookie actual drafts that I've had so far, I realized. I was secretly like deep. I was secretly hoping that I would get Jordan Addison and not and not Flowers, yeah. and that's what made me realize it's like there's still something in me from all the Jordan Addison Pittsburgh stuff that I I mean I can't get it out of my head. It's like the, I can't put the toothpaste back in. I can't put the genie back in the bottle. It's it's just like I understand that the USC stuff kind of you know he went out there to do a brand new offense, better players all around him. He's going out there to make some NIL cash for one last year. It's across the country. Um, if we just step back for a minute and we say like, well, th- dude, this guy won the Blitnikoff as a sophomore. I mean, it's it, like, he was, he was amazing. Um, you know, J- Daniel Jeremiah still has him just as his number one wide receiver. He has him ranked as like one of the top, I forgot what he has him at. Like it was a top 15 player in the whole draft, stuff like yep. this. He's super, super plugged in. So I, when it's that tough for me, like I'll just, I go with, I go with my, you know, I feel like my intuition is telling me that I, I should have Jordan Addison above Zay Flowers, even though I find them really, really hard to separate. And when they're that hard to separate, it's like, what can you really go with aside from your own intuition and what you do when you're when the guns to your head and you're having to make that decision? Addison. Yeah, it's Addison. All right. Here's some one liners to get out of here. Are you in on Marvin Mims? Yes. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, I am. I've always liked him, and I know that he is with one of the best, um, one of the best trainers that really turns out some really, really good players. And Coach Margin Hooks out of Waco, Texas, a guy who I know really well. He's um, he does the always open camps with Coach D Rob that does all the stuff. So um, Marvin Mims has looked awesome. He's had a great process. He's fast. He's he's fast as hell. He's agile as hell. He's like a he's like a, one of these. He's just one of these dudes that you could send out to, you know, if you know your chickens wrangled up or something like that, go send that dude out there. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like just the short area, like the short area stuff. If if you don't have chickens that you got to get into your coop sometimes when they don't want to, you probably don't know what I mean, but they're they're hard to wrangle up, man. You got to have short area quicks. And when I try and do it, I tear an Achilles. If I had a Marvin <laughs> Mims around here, this is a neighbor or something, I could ask him for some help with this. All right. Jalen Hyatt or Trey Palmer. For fantasy oh jay jaylen hyatt um uh, for me it's just it has to do with um so jaylen hyatt is i i know that the size is it's it's weird you think about jaylen hyatt as more of the size speed guy but he's real he's really not compared when whenever you compare him to trey palmer right um what is jaylen high he's like 178 I think I'm pretty sure he's like 178. Trey Palmer's more like 195. One was he? Yeah. Okay, so Trey yeah. Palmer's 192, 
you got a four three three versus a four four zero um at one seventy six. You have a twenty one year old breakout age out of so Jalen Hyde didn't break out till his last year either. Um, Trey Palmer broke out in his last year, but it was at the same age. He was actually more productive. Dude, this is actually closer than I give it credit for. This is a tough dichotomy. Um, I I like Jalen Hyatt's tape better. He, 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 he reminds me more of a Will Fuller. Um, I think Trey Palmer is, it's just like, I, I, whenever I just look at the player, when, with Jalen Hyatt, I see a Will, a, a Will Fuller with Trey Palmer. I see like a Danny Gray or a, or a Quez Watkins. Mm. Mm, you're killing me. You're killing me. I like it though. I respect it. Uh, that we got them both comp to Redskins right now. We got uh, Hyatt comp to Deami Brown, and we got Trey Palmer comp to uh, Santana Moss. So uh, that's a little throwback there. Next one is Rashi Rice a top ten wide receiver in this class? I don't think so. No, not for me. I have him at. Oh God, I haven't. I haven't buried. Byron really hasn't buried. Trashman has him as a top ten guy. Trashman, Trashman has has him at seven. We got to get Trashman on here. What the fuck are we doing here? I have him at thirteen. Byron has him at nineteen. So our our consensus on Rosh on Rashi Rice is wide receiver fifteen in the class. Um, My initial comp of Rashad Bateman when I watched the film just wasn't it wasn't right. You know, through this process, he's sort of shown that. He's not. He's not that kind of. He's 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 not that kind of talent. I thought he was like a small school kind of Garrett Wilson type, and you had Rashad Bateman, and we were both hyped at the Senior Bowl. I remember that. And then he came in at two hundred freaking pounds, and I was like, "What the hell is this thing?" And then, yeah, so six foot, two hundred pounds, and then he runs the four five one, which isn't fantastic, ninety fifth percentile burst, but he's twenty three freaking years old, a twenty year old breakout, and just that one. Massive 1,300-yard season. So, Rashi, I have him at 10 in grades. We currently have him 9 in rookie rankings. It sounds like we need to tug him back just a tad. Got one more here. Jaden Reed is falling into the fifth round consistently on sleeper for these rookie drafts. Hmm. Is is that going to be the biggest riser after the in NFL super draft? Flex? In Superflex? Yeah. Okay. Fifth round for Jaden Reed. I took is him at the – I, I took him at the 311 and one of mine. Um I love that. I'll I'll pay a 311. I'll pay I'll pay up to all I mean we have him yeah. right now at a wide receiver eight, right ahead of right ahead of Rashi. We have him at and wide receiver look, eight. You got you got Reed at eight? Yeah, I've I have Reed at eight personally. Trashman has him at six, Byron has him at nine, but that's overall number eight for us. And he's basic, I mean, all, he's in the same bucket. Jaden Reed is in the same exact bucket with Jonathan Mingo and Cedric Tillman. We see those guys mm-hmm. basically all in this. They're all, you know, the cumulative scores are all within one and a half points of one another. Whereas, you know, you drop down after those guys and start getting to the, get to the Trey Palmers and, you know, uh, God, man, Byron hates Michael Wilson so much. Michael Wilson needs to be up higher than this, but Byron has him ranked too low. I don't, I don't think Byron watched any Michael Wilson. Byron, if you're watching, I don't think you watched any Michael Wilson. You need to go watch might, Michael Wilson, and, and you need to go back two months, and you need to go to the, the Senior Bowl with us. That's he, what he, could, he could just watch him on, in games where he's kind of banged up and hurt too. Yeah, so then, yeah, we'll that's, that's to, definitely, yeah, that's definitely we'll, a, a possibility too. We'll have to we'll have to, we'll have to, to account for that because Michael Wilson belongs in that same tier as Jaden Reed, Mingo, and Tillman. 
Um, mm-hmm. But we, but like definitely above like in the Xavier Hutchinson. Like I, I have Rashi Rice in the same tier as like Xavier Hutchinson and Booty and these guys. Booty one's killing me. That's the one I was talking about earlier. Putting him down at eighteen. That's just it's like, tough, putting, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's, it's he's hard. just like we just you have to account for it because we don't know where the NFL is at. The NFL could literally put him in the sixth round, and you just be like, "Well, you're fucked." Like, you can't have him top ten. You know, it's just a gradual down, 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 down. But uh, Alex, you've been fucking awesome with your time. I really appreciate you jumping on here. I know this is kind of a last minute scheduling thing. I got one more for you. Let's go out on this. If you're building an NFL team. When are you drafting a wide receiver in this NFL draft and who from this class are you targeting? So, you know, you can pick JSN 12 if you want him, if that's your team, if that's your that's your pick, or you can say, you know what, I'm going to wait till X round and I'm going to draft X player because this is how I want to build my team. I want to know who in this class is Alex Dunlap, the general manager, drafting in this class. Which wide receiver? Oh, man, yep. I mean, I get like... Okay, and when? Uh, when? When and what receiver? You got to play the value game, right? You can't just be like, oh, I want to take JSN 12. Like, you could do that, I guess. You could say, I want Bijan at eight. But I want to know if there's anybody down the line that you think, if I'm the GM, I see immense value in this guy from the NFL perspective, and I would like to build my team around him. Yeah, man. So it's it's JSN no matter what, and it's C.J. Johnson from East Carolina with my last pick. Ooh, C.J. Johnson. That's That's a sneak from East Carolina. All right, thank you, Alex. Again, go subscribe to Roster Watch on YouTube. Alex, let the people know what you guys got cooking over the next few months, next few weeks. Got anything over at Roster Watch? Yeah, man. Well, I'll be heading to the draft, but you know we'll have the rookie cheat sheets up at Roster Watch. There, I'll be working on it from uh, Kansas City here with the boys. A bunch of content coming out here on the Player Profiler channel, but we'll also have the podcast going all next week, um, or all during the course of I guess this week for the draft, and then uh, after that. It's like we kick into the heart of we've had the best ball cheat sheets up. We'll be kicking into the a bunch of best ball stuff. Everybody's going to have their rookie draft starting on next Monday. Uh, so we'll have the rookie draft cheat sheets. And then starting in the mid-May, man, we'll just have the ultimate draft cheat sheets starting for redraft, dude. And we'll start it all over again because that's what we do. Link will be down below in the description to go over to Roster Watch and grab the cheat sheets ASAP. Make sure you like, subscribe, and stay tapped the fuck in. The NFL Draft Extravaganza is this week, round one through seven, all three days, all 260 picks with instant fantasy analysis. Alex and I will be there broadcasting all damn week. You can find Alex at Roster Watch on Twitter. Until next time, peace. When you're when the guns to your head and you're having to make that decision, Addison. Yeah, it's Addison. <laughs>